0: So, we've been looking at the subject of prayer, and um, we're bringing it to a close, all right? Next week, we'll close it out. So, I just uh, want to first say some things that I might never have said in a Sunday service, all right, that I I looked at, I think I mentioned in midweek service. So, I'll say some things and get into what I want to say this morning. And we've said where we are is the fact that We have defined a supplication as a type of prayer where the individual writes out their request and makes it known unto God. When we say write out, we said that you cite the portion of the scriptures that shows you God's mind for that particular situation. In other words, you spend time worshiping God Uh, surrendering your will unto him and saying, let your kingdom come in this situation and let your will be done on the earth through me as it is in heaven. Open my eyes that I might know what you intend to do. And then you open the Bible with that attitude and you find scriptures that show you, all right, in general sense, what God intends to do. So scriptures begin, right, and we said if you have a regular life or a, a life of regularly praying and reading the Word of God, the minute you hit worship there over that situation, worshiping God, uh, the fact that your prayer is not going to inform God about what's going on. Uh, somebody said, and it's all right, when you examine answers to prayers, you will find out that God had set in the answer set the answer into motion long before the situation ever came your way. So that when you pray, it's not then that God moves, but God opens your eyes to see what he has been doing. So you worship him that with every temptation, he has made a way of escape. And so you're worshiping him and he brings scriptures to you. Now, if you have a regular life of praying, uh, reading the Bible, that as you are worshiping him, the Holy Spirit starts bringing to your remembrance things Jesus has shown you in the Word. If that is not the case, we said, then you may need help. So you want to worship, pray, then start opening the Word of God and call a few friends that you know, all right, and knowledgeable about the Word of God. Sit with them. And, uh, you know, go through the word, all right, until you find satisfactory scriptures that speak to that particular situation. Then from there, you can fashion out your supplication. In other words, your supplication is making your request known unto God according to what he has shown you in the word of God. And we said that this request has to be specific and it has to be measurable or else you will not be able to receive an answer. For example, if a person has a financial need of 531,000 naira and he goes to pray, and let's assume the scriptures that popped up from the word of God into his consciousness is that my God is my ever-present help in a time of need. All right, that is the joy of the whole earth, beautiful for situation. He saw that God will supply all of my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And he saw that when I come to the throne of grace, all right, I will obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. So he sees that God is committed, all right, to meeting that particular need. Now, he doesn't pray and ask God, please meet my need. He asks God for 531,000. Do you get what I'm saying? That is quantifiable. That is measurable. And it has to be that way for it to be able to materialize on the earth. And then we said, the minute you pray that, all right, in the name of Jesus Christ, and you read out your prayer with conviction in your heart to God, for you have asked according to his will. You know that he hears you. And the fact that you know that he hears you, the Bible tells us this is the confidence we have in him. If we ask for anything according to his will, We know that he hears us, and if we know that he hears us, then we know we have the petition that we have desired of him. So from that moment, we said, if it is the 3rd of July, at 1.35 p.m., you offered up the prayer, you concluded your search in the Word of God to the point where you are satisfied inside your heart, all right? The conviction is there from the Scriptures that God will act on your behalf So get that specific need met in your life. And you offered up the prayer unto him in the name of Jesus Christ, all right? And you did it at, let's say, 1.31 p.m. You draw the line in the sand from 1.31 p.m. God heard and answered my prayer, and he has given me, issued the judgment for me to receive the 531,000 naira, it is done. Then we said that, therefore, everything you do after 1.31 p.m., everything you do must be a statement of faith that you received it at that particular moment. All forms of prayer must be statements of faith conversations must be statements of faith. So the next morning you want to pray, it has to be a statement of faith concerning that particular thing. So you get up and say, Father, I thank you. Now you're going into this next mode of prayer, which means you are interceding now, or the Holy Ghost is making intercession with groanings over that particular thing as you're waiting on it. I said you get up and the way you do it is, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you. Because at 1.31 p.m. yesterday, I prayed according to your will, and you heard my prayer and answered it. Thank you for the 531,000 Naira that you have given unto me. I have received it in the name of Jesus Christ. And then you say, Father, all right, I ask for the assistance of the Holy Ghost, my helper, as I go all right into a place of travail here that he will assist me with groanings that cannot be uttered for the birth of this particular thing on the earth. Then you can begin, all right, to pray in the spirit. The purpose of that is to be able to pray through. In other words, to pray till you get to a point of breakthrough. Now, in some cases, hear what I'm about to say. When you are praying and you do have time and the Holy Ghost holds you back, You cannot time the Holy Ghost in terms of when the breakthrough will be. The Holy Spirit understands your life, and he's also an organizer. This world is organized. In other words, everything. He knows you have time. Maybe it's a particular time where you can pray. And he registers and witnesses in your heart as you are praying that, yes, you've gotten to 45 minutes, but we haven't pushed through on this particular thing. Will you stay here longer? Don't say, my prayer time is 45 minutes. Stay there with the Holy Spirit. Are you following what I'm saying here? can be a matter of life and death concerning that particular thing. And stay there and travel in prayer because he knows you have the time. The other things you might want to do are purely mundane things like watching television. Stay there until you pray that particular thing through. John Gillick used to report that they will have healings or people that had serious uh, conditions. And his people would go in there to pray. He said, sometimes we just had to hang in there and we would pray and he said on the third hour after 15 minutes, 3 hours, 15 minutes finally we got the breakthrough and our prayer turned into rejoicing the reason why many people are not getting things is that that practice is absent in their lives, everything is timed and regulated and when the anointing comes on you to pray something through, stay with that anointing because it's easy to do it at that moment until you get a breakthrough, there is an anointing that can come on you when the Holy Ghost knows this is the moment to push through on this particular thing and get a breakthrough. Stay there, all right, and pray until you get that particular breakthrough there. So, this is the practice here, you do that. Now, when you pray and get that particular breakthrough, it is important also, once you get a breakthrough, to address demonic spirits. In other words, at the end of the prayer, you declare, That in the name of Jesus Christ, I speak to you, all you forces of darkness, principles, and powers assigned to withhold this particular thing from me. I bring you under divine judgment. I declare that you are rendered inoperative in this particular situation and bound. Angels, I release you. Go forth and minister to the people that will be involved in causing this particular thing to come to pass. In the name of Jesus Anytime you pray and get a breakthrough, end it with a declaration to the forces of darkness, all right, about the fact that they are rendered inoperative and you brought them under divine judgment. Very important in terms. Take your hands off the answer to this prayer and I command a release of it into the earth. Issue prophetic statements, all right, out of your lips there for the fulfillment of, all right, of that particular thing there. Now, let me also add to this. I think I might have to really teach on spiritual warfare separate. But let me add to this because it's warfare now. Between, all right, 1.30 p.m. and the manifestation is spiritual warfare, all right? And that is the time you gain the most in your Christian experience. Between the time where you believe you received And the manifestation, you'll learn the greatest lessons of your life and enter into the greatest secrets of God. But it is pure warfare from that point there. You understand what I'm saying here? Satan will throw curved balls at you. All right, you will get surprises. People might change in certain ways. Just worship God throughout the entire process. All right, you are winning the battle. He's getting weaker and weaker every day. You are getting stronger and stronger every day. All right, so. It's spiritual warfare that goes on from that point. Everything has to be a statement of faith. Now, let me give an example here, because people can ask this and say, let us assume you are believing God for healing, let's say, in your knee. Now, so when you prayed, you asked for healing, all right, to manifest in your knees, all right, according to the word of God that says you have been completely healed by the stripes of Jesus Christ. So, in that period of believing for the manifestation, you happen, all right, to go for, let's say, a meeting that a man who carries the healing anointing is ministering. Or let us assume you are in the same space with somebody you believed carried an anointing for healing. And it was witnessed in your heart you were drawn to that person. Now, people now have a problem because they can go there and say, shall I ask him to pray for me? If I've already received the healing, what do I do? Now, everything you do must be a statement of faith. So this is exactly what you do. You go and meet him and say, "Sir, um, on the 10th of July, based on the word of God that was given to me, sir, I offered up a prayer for the healing of my knees And I believe the moment I prayed, God heard and answered my prayer. Now I'm asking that you lay hands on me so that the grace you carry will be imparted into me for the manifestation for that answer. Not that you are asking him to pray again for you to get healed. Do you understand what I'm saying here? To do that means you have negated what you have done. Then another day again, you go somewhere, you meet another healing minister, you say, please, can you pray for me to get healed, all right? Then you've negated everything that has been done. Now, what happens is there's a gradual impartation of grace, all right, until it comes to a place where it's in its fullness, and then they get a manifestation. You see, manifestation simply means the cup is now full. Once it's full, because it's in the fullness of time, it will happen, which means when there's the fullness of that particular thing, then there's a manifestation. A great man, let's say that, all right? What I'm doing, Lord, he wanted some things in the lives of his son, and he felt Dr. Nova Hayes carried it, and they were in the same area for three weeks. Every day he would take his son to Nova Hayes, lay hands on them, all right, for this particular manifestation. Every day he was doing it. So you can do that, all right, in terms of that. You also level of difficulty, you also get a nucleus, your spiritual cell together and you are not praying for it, you say, Father, we thank you that we have received this because it is warfare. And in warfare, that's why the Bible says, one, when it comes to supplication, you alone can pray it, no problem. It doesn't add to God that two people prayed it. Do you understand what I'm saying here? That doesn't make God answer more. The reason why people come together to pray is that one will put a thousand Two will put 10,000. So the coming together to pray is in the area of warfare, which means there's an exponential increase of power that is released in prayer when people come together, not that God hears more. Do you get what we're saying here? So it's power that is being released. So you get people together and they are pushing through, all right, the force of darkness there to bring about the manifestation, all right, of that particular thing. So everything you do must be a statement of faith from that moment forward. All right, there's a lady or a couple, rather, let me say it this way, but the woman wrote it. And you know, many about two years ago, and she wrote a testimony on back and when you read it, you see that it's a pattern. And they had a child that I can't remember exactly, I maybe it was a son, and was born with a hole in the heart. All right. And then they put out the testimony. And when you read it, you could see that they had built a confession. They had prayed prior to back. They had their confession going. They got into the meeting. Pastor Matthew Ashmolo called that there's somebody here, hole in the heart, and then ministered, and then they got manifestation. But when they wrote the testimony, you could see the background to it. That is, they had believed, they had received, they were declaring it, all right? So once it was called, right, there was an impartation there that came into it for the manifestation of what we will say the speedy, which means it increased the rate at which that particular thing was going to happen, all right? So you gather a nucleus around, right, the matter and help in praying through on that uh, particular thing there. I just want to mention those uh, two or three areas in terms of dealing with it so you don't slip back into unbelief. Remember when God gave them the land? He said, I've given you this land. He said, begin to contend with the kings and possess it. Now, prayer, all right, supplication rather, is like you getting the judge to give judgment that you are the owner of the house and the false um, landlord should get out with the people that are inside the house. But you have to effect the judgment. Do you get what I'm saying here? Now, the warfare is effecting the judgment. And if the false landlord is armed, you better go with more firepower. Do you get what we're saying here? In other words, the judge has given you the right to use firepower to remove the person. Are you following what I'm saying here? But if he is armed, right, and says, I am not living, and Satan is lawless, and says, I'm not responding to the judgment of God you got in prayer, because I'm in rebellion to God and to his will, then you have to come with the power of God to show that there is no other name apart from the name of Jesus and that every knee, including yours, Satan, bows to this particular name. And so there's an enforcement of what has been granted there. You enforce that particular thing. So warfare is the enforcement of the will of God upon the earth. And it is this exercise of spiritual warfare That actually brought about what we call the breakthrough, all right, into the Pentecostal charismatic movement, which means an understanding of that invisible warfare. But the land has been given, all right, the fact that the false landlord didn't leave when you came there doesn't mean the judgment has not been given. It simply means he's in rebellion to that, and therefore, that has to be the judgment that is written, as the Bible says, let there be, two, let there be high praises in your lips and two-edged sword in your hand. So execute the judgment that is written upon the heathen. So you are executing, all right, that judgment there. Let me go back to this because it's in my spirit that when you break through in prayer, then begin to execute the written judgment there, which is using words there now in prayer to establish uh, that particular thing. Let me say this again. It is important, all right, and those of you that do this, that when you pray through, don't walk away without speaking. Do you get what I'm saying here? You have the experience, sometimes people have the experience of praying through, and when they pray through, they just relax. All right, that's where, I've said it's for, uh, young Dr. Ngucho says well I pray for for, for for when I pray the first hour I'm talking to the devil then after that I start talking to God in other words what he says is that uh, there's that struggle but once we get the breakthrough after about one hour then we get into all right deeper conversations concerning that alright so this morning I'm just going to look at something else in the book of so let's say this here So your prayer there, and it's important you have a ground game. And I want to look at this morning, the ground game to prayer, which James gave us. In American politics, you know, they tell you that they call it ground game. In other words, you can do all the advertisement and all of that and put all of that, but you must have a ground game if you are going to win an election, which means get out the vote. You must have everything mapped out. You must. Nobody, all right, Tony Blair said the mistake we made, all right, in the war that was in Serbia and all of that, was that we felt you could win a war by Air Force alone. He said, we realized late you have to have boots on the ground. He said, we did not want any casualty, so we tried to devise just Air Force. He said, but we came to realize with US, you must have boots on the ground. You cannot get results by prayer alone you must carry out things on the earth. Are you following what I'm saying here? Boots must be on the ground. And that's one of the problems in the church. We're just praying we don't have organized action, all right? And organized action means action that has the wisdom of God in it. And James now begins to talk about activities while you're praying there in order for you to receive. Now, Proverbs 24, verse 13 and 14, it says, "'My son, eat honey.'" It is good, and the honeycomb, which is good, to, sweet to thy taste. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be to thy soul when thou hast found it. Then, it says, then, which means after the knowledge of wisdom comes, there shall be a reward. What does it mean by that reward? It says, cast not away your confidence. What's the confidence we have in him? We ask anything according to his will, he hears us. It says, cast not away that confidence. It has a great recompense of reward. But there shall be a reward when you are founded, and your expectation, so that's the reward there, shall not be cut off. That means the answer to your prayer, your expectation, shall not be cut off by reason of the knowledge of wisdom. There. All right? Another scripture that speaks about this. And we said while you are there waiting there praying, what begins to happen is, re- literally, What happens is, as you are getting those breakthroughs in the spirit there, angels are able to ascend and descend upon your life concerning that thing with ease. Now, what are these angels doing? They are bringing information to you. They are bringing what they told Daniel, skill, that's wisdom, and understanding. So they want to inform you concerning that thing you are believing god for something let's say the growth in your business all right or healing of your marriage they want to give you information right on things you should do in order for that thing to materialize uh, the angel shows up and many times we don't know right that it's angelic activity somebody can even come into your space and suggest something and this has come as a result of an impression All right, that's why it says, be hospitable to strangers. Some have entertained angels unawares. So things happen, information. They want to give it. And so the angel stands by you in answer to prayer, and and you now start getting different types of thoughts concerning that in suggestions, impressions, all right? Uh, Things begin to happen. But you're not responding to all of that because you, you might not know how these things happen. So it says the knowledge of wisdom. So they want to give you knowledge of wisdom. They want to show you so that finally when you do all those things and the result comes, right, you are not just blessed by the manifestation. The bigger blessing is you understand the method. You don't just know the acts of God, you know his ways. So you are not trapped by that blessing because if you get blessed and you have external things and you didn't know how it came, Then you are now afraid of losing it because you don't know how that thing came. Second thing that God wants you to do is to transfer that knowledge to your children and to people. So that when they get up, all right, let's say you are believing for, let's just say, to buy a house. And in praying there, the angel taught you things about money and how to go about things that you did not know, all right? Then you transfer that knowledge and give spiritual capital to your children, so when they grow up, they already start out with that information, right, concerning things. So it's the knowledge of wisdom that is going on here. Between I believe I have received and the manifestation is a rain of wisdom that comes in into the souls of people. Thank you for listening.